Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Pop Culture University, where we talk about what is going on in pop culture and see what we can learn from it. I'm your host, Patty Eminger. You may know me as Patty Pop Culture from TikTok. If it's your first time here, thank you so much for coming. If it is not your first time here, thank you so much for coming back. Everyone is welcome. They'll feel free to take a seat in the classroom wherever you would like. This is a welcoming space. You are safe here. I love you all. Stan, you all. I'm in all of your fandoms. I have thousands of fan pages for all of you. And yeah, happy, I swear I lose track of days, Tuesday, yeah, happy Tuesday, everybody. I am not sick anymore, as I said, but the second I got unsick, my gums swelled up so much in the back of my mouth because of my goddamn wisdom teeth that I literally cannot chew anything right now. I feel like an elderly person who literally needs dentures. It's so embarrassing. It's painful to chew. So I've just been basically eating protein powder mixed with yogurt in the last few days and it's not it's just as like untasty as it sounds at least i'll be making gains or something but very pissed off about that i thought i'd update you guys on my only fans journey as well people were dming me asking for it so i mean at least i might lose some weight by not being able to eat but i can lean out a little bit so my twitter my and my nsfw twitter is Still going pretty good at Patty Pop Private. Last time I was on here, I think I had about 6,000 followers. Now I have about 7,500 followers, but these people are thirsty and they are unrelenting. They want me to give them a full nudie. They want me to give them schlong, pole, dong, and I'm not giving it to them. I, I'm going to need a few millions of dollars on OnlyFans before... It's it. I'm 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 not that easy. You know what I'm saying? Show me the love with the retweets. Show me the love with the quote retweets. Get me the following. Subscribe for nine ninety nine a month, and then you can get it. So I'm just going steadfast in that. I've seen guys blow up without doing that. So we'll just see how it goes. But it's not as easy as it looks. But I don't know. At least it's fun. Being objectified is, I guess, kind of fun if you think about it. So that's the update on that. Anyway, let's get into what we are going to talk about today. And it's pretty insane, everything that's going on. So first, as you know, I finally went to the Lizzo and Lotto concert. And I'm going to tell you how that went and all the tea that happened at the show. And then we're going to do a segment called Everyone Still Hates Them, where we talk about people who were canceled and then kept doing the same thing that they were canceled for, even though they told us that they would change, but did not. And then we're going to talk about some major, major music artists who are taking a very long break from their career that we are going to miss a lot. And then lastly, we're going to follow up some of the biggest stories that we've talked about on this podcast in the last few months because some of them have had some crazy conclusions and I think you guys would just really like to know how they have ended. And I'm excited to tell you guys all of this and just have some fun and get into it. But before we do that, make sure you rate this podcast five star on Spotify, Apple Podcast. Uh, leave a cute little review, screenshot it, post it on your Instagram story and tag me to help show your friends about the amazing podcast that you listen to. Helps blow it up. We don't have big companies pushing out for us, so it would just mean the most. And without further ado, let's get into today's class session. Everyone take your seats. Pop Culture University is starting. Let me know. Let me know. 
learning how to have fun with yourself, I think, is truly one of the most important things of life. And it could be a little nerve-wracking at first. Even I know some people who take themselves out to eat. I don't know if I could ever do that. Just having the waiter or waitress come up to me and give me a menu and say, oh, do you want to wait a minute until someone else comes? Until your date comes? No, no one else is coming. I don't know if I could do that. But I've always wanted to be that type of person and have that type of outward confidence and yeah, just confidence in myself that it wouldn't be awkward, that it wouldn't be a horrible time and that I'd call my mom and ask her to pick me up because I'm I'm so embarrassed. But I thought I'd take a little step into that this week and go to the Lizzo and Lotto concert by myself because I was trying to get people to go with me all month and no one wanted to commit to it. I don't understand because let me tell you, it was the most sold out I've ever seen the United Center in my life. And I've gone to a lot of concerts there. I've gone to multiple Ariana Grande concerts there. And no shade to Ariana, but they weren't completely sold out. This Lizzo show was 100% sold out and people were losing their minds for her. I don't understand why no one wanted to go with me. It really wasn't even that expensive. I don't know. Maybe I need to get some new friends or something, but they were just really not embracing Lizzo. They're like Kanye West out here. I'm not going to say they're fatphobic, but I'm definitely going to just like take some notes. You know what I'm saying? But let me just tell you what happened. So I was really considering not going for a moment. But like I said, I really want to support Lizzo just because of what she stands for in society. The empowerment of plus size people, the empowerment of black women. I love supporting artists with my money, with my real life attention and support whenever I can. And Lizzo actually, it was one of the best parts of the fucking night. She was hilarious, by the way. She took so much time to just talk to us, talk to the crowd and about what's going on in her life. And she was giving us like life lessons as if she was me on Pop Culture University. Like her interludes were forcing us to say to ourselves, I love you. I believe in you. You can do anything. She made us like say positive affirmations to ourselves, which I fucking love like hearing all the people around me being like, I love you. I believe in you. Some people don't like affirmations or think you're mentally insane if you look at yourself in the mirror and say something nice about yourself to get your day started. So I liked seeing people squirm and do that. And I genuinely think people felt so much better about that. And she was reading every single sign in the crowd and she was signing um, albums and she drew out a tattoo for someone to get. And the thing she drew was someone's ass. Like she drew a butt and on the butt she put, Lizzo was here so I think she wants them to get a tattoo that says Lizzo was here on her ass which is so hilarious I should have asked her for that um and yeah it was just I really appreciate the time she took out to really connect I've never felt more connected to an artist at a concert because like I said I've been to so many pop girl concerts where they don't talk at all they don't take any time to talk to the crowd it's just like oh I'm here to sing and be pretty and then leave and I still love those artists and I'm talking about Ariana Grande I'm talking about Little Mix I'm talking about Lotto didn't really talk either. I'm talking about Madison Beer, Ava Max. A lot of them just do not speak at all. So I think that's why people showed up so much for Lizzo because she is such a personality and an entertainer beyond just an amazing vocalist, which she was. Like hearing her sing, nerve endings in my body stood up. It felt like I was on THC and all my nerve endings were being twisted backwards and upside down and everything. She was just so talented i was blown away i was dancing my ass off by myself and i was so pleasantly surprised just how comfortable i was um by myself and the craziest thing is that at the end of the show i was feeling definitely awkward at first because i was also in such a rush that morning because i had some things to do i had to post i wanted to go work out and you know toxic gays i had to go work out before the fucking show 
And when I got there, I didn't bring any alcohol. I was like, fuck, I'm about to be sober by myself. I'm setting myself up for awkward failure because liquid courage is really a thing. It makes me so much more social, so much more confident. I probably would have barged to the front row. I was probably like third row. So I was definitely feeling a little stiff and weird at first. But as the show went on, I was just Lizzo like loosened me up. It felt like me and her were the only ones in the room. And I know that's how everyone felt. And I was just screaming. And the thing is, is I guess people enjoyed me screaming and being myself because the guy next to me also went by himself. And he didn't really talk to me the whole time. And after a while, I knew he was by himself because no one was coming. So I was considering talking to him, but I'm doing this new thing now in life where like, I'm not going to carry the weight of a social situation if I don't have to. I'm not going to put more social stress on myself in a group setting just to make someone else feel more comfortable. If someone really wants to talk to me, really wants to have a great conversation with me, they'll do that. I'm not going to force it. So that was just my mindset. I was like, if he wants to talk to me, he can talk to me. I really don't care. And then at the end of the show, he was like, hey, what's your name? Like right when the lights went on and people were leaving, like he had his one last opportunity to say something to me. He was like, can I have your phone number? And I was like, oh, he appreciated all of my literal insaneness. I was screaming like a banshee. I was screaming like those goats who people like edit into songs uh, when artists sing. They put the goats screaming. I was screaming like those goats. And of course, I had to go to these shows because of what both Lizzo and Lotto are going through right now. And let me tell you, they... It was insane seeing two women who are so in the public eye right now because Lotto, we know from the last episode, was in a major fight with Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj was calling her scratch off instead of Lotto because, I mean, that's admittedly hilarious, but because Nicki Minaj is a hashtag 40-year-old bully, that's what Lotto was saying to her. And then Kanye West said that Lizzo's demonic for trying to spread um, being quote-unquote obese to black people and try to poison black people. He thinks that Lizzo is some government bot that is trying to literally poison the public and that she's from the pits of hell so they both confronted them on stage and you guys the crowd the crowd was up to date on what was going on because even i was holding up signs on my phone i held up a sign to lotto that says i heart you scratch off and then i held up a sign that said hashtag 40 year old bully and i saw other people doing it too to lotto and then at the end of her set she goes i'm not gonna say anything but i see y'all with your phones and I'm not going to say anything. And then she played Big Energy as kind of like a diss to Nikki because that's the song that kind of got their feud going. So she was just like, drop that that number one song. And it was funny. And then Lizzo did the same thing. She confronted Kanye. I saw this on TikTok too. Lizzo, um, she, again, saw people holding up signs on their phone. And she goes, I see y'all with your phones. And I'm not going to comment on that. I'm not even going to say the person's name, but I see y'all holding signs that say, fuck this person. And I want you guys to know that I'm fine. I'm not worried about what they're saying about me. Anyone who has their name in my mouth is just miserable. And they're just commenting on me because they're so depressed and unhappy with themselves that they just want to project negativity onto others. But I'm on a sold out arena tour in front of a sold out crowd I'm in love and my life is going great and I'm just focusing on myself and I roared and the crowd roared. I've never heard a louder crowd scream in my whole life. And that's just, that's definitely what we can learn from this segment. I think what we can learn for sure is um, just focusing on yourself and these two women are examples. They're winning so hard on a sold out tour together while people are 
from the sidelines are trying to tear them down or use their name to make themselves feel better. Their lives are just constantly improving. They're just constantly getting better and not letting themselves be sidetracked and be brought down by others. They're not going to stoop to their level or meet their low vibration. They're going to stay in their bag, stay winning and stay happy. And I think that's a great example. Anyone who tries to tear us down, we just have to ignore it. Keep our tunnel vision focused on the positive and our present and our our future and focus on our blooming and our success and how we can be better every single day. So I think that's definitely um, what we can learn from that. I'm trying to think if I missed anything. Lizzo, she made a TikTok with the crowd that was really funny. She did the there's squirrels in my pants and she took like three minutes to make this tiktok she went over time so the people at the united center were threatening to like kick her out if she didn't wrap up soon because she was just talking for that long but it was so much fun i think what else we can learn from this is like don't be afraid to go out alone and in this life you have to get comfortable with hanging out with one person the most and that's yourself and if you you know you can't rely on someone else to constantly be there for you or entertain you or put your fun in other people's hands you have to learn how to do that yourself i have the best time alone when i'm like in my solitude in my house like that's my favorite time of life when i just get to relax and work on my stuff and listen to music or watch my shows or whatever but it was definitely different going out in public but i'm so happy i did it i felt so just like proud of myself afterwards for overcoming that kind of fear of going alone and the fact that Lizzo said she's just so happy that people gave her she she said during the show I'm so happy that you guys came out and gave me your in-person support and your real support that just made me feel like so happy that I went so definitely maybe take a step and go somewhere by yourself this week even if it's just a walk or to Starbucks and you sit and have your coffee by yourself or to the library and you sit and read by yourself in the park you sit by yourself really anywhere and it's going to help you grow and get out of your comfort zone and let you have more fun by yourself which is a skill you're gonna need in life and i think you guys should say to yourself right now i love you i believe in you and you can do anything and i've never left a concert feeling more self-love of feeling so like warm and cozy inside that i didn't even know was possible and that is the power of lizzo so again say i love you i believe in you you can do anything and i want to leave this segment by saying Yes, I gave that guy my Snapchat, but I told him that I have a boyfriend because I'm a loyal hoe. So don't get it twisted. I'm not Adam Levine out here. I'm not Tristan Thompson out here. Loyal. Okay, so I I would like to welcome you to a segment that I just decided to call Everyone Still Hates Them. And it's because a lot of people who we thought learned from how they were canceled apparently did not. They gave these apologies that we now know were fakey McFaker Fakersons. Phony, baloney, balagna, and they ain't shit. They kept doing the same thing that they were canceled for. Originally, I want to start with Azalea Banks because we just talked about Lizzo. And Azalea Banks has said something, and Lotto. This also has to do with Lotto. She said something so insane and crazy about Lizzo before. And one of the reasons she was canceled in the past is because of what she said. But Oh, Azalea Banks is originally canceled just because she's like one of those inextinguishable trolls. She is a rodent that the exterminators just cannot kill. She's like a rat that you find in your house. You lay out a, a mouse trap and they get the cheese, but the but the trap d- 
didn't go off and somehow they live. She's just an STD that will not go away. She's so problematic. She's so offensive. She was one of those people who need attention and need negative attention almost to get a rise out of people, to feel like they have control over people's emotions just to fulfill her weird narcissistic tendencies. She's had one hit and she is all giddy and hype and thinks that she's that her shit don't sting but it does so here's i mean before i even say who she's had a feud with she's just from memory even though she claims to love the gays she does not she's had homophobic ass things every other day she transphobic things even like racist things before azalea banks is just awful but here's a comprehensive list of everyone that she has had a feud with lana del rey cardi b Nicki minaj remy ma iggy azalea rihanna T.I. and Tiny, Lil' Kim, Action Bronson, Rita Ora, Zayn Malik, Lily Allen, Angel Hayes, Sky Jackson, Beyonce, Pharrell, ASAP Rocky, Kendrick Lamar, Eminem, Cray Sean, Jim Jones, Dominique Young Unique, and Wendy Williams, and even more. So she's basically had a feud with the whole industry. Anyone who's popping right now, she's going to say something negative about just to barely keep her pathetic, non-thriving career afloat. I know I made one TikTok about her before. Like, she she did this thing with her cat that I did not even know about. I, I guess this was ignorant of me to not know what she was doing. But she killed her... No, her cat died. Her cat died. She buried her cat in her backyard. And then a while later, she dug up her cat's dead body and, like, boiled it. And made some kind of... Like, it almost looked like soup. And the cat's skull was just floating around. And she posted this on her Instagram story. And I was like, what the fuck is Azalea Banks doing? This is so crazy. And then people were telling me that Azalea Banks practices witchcraft. And I'm like, of course she does. And of course her poor cat is a victim of this. I don't know if she still does that. She probably just thought it was a cute little bit. If she ever had a child, I'd be so worried for them. But she was banned from Instagram for a number of reasons before. And she keeps coming back. Let me tell you what she said about Lizzo before, though. Lizzo, when she was first coming out, I guess Azalea Banks didn't appreciate um, Lizzo's... What 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 Lizzo brought to the hip-hop world, especially to female rappers, because... Azalea, I mean, Azalea doesn't know what it, has, what it takes to be a female rapper because she's a very unsuccessful female rapper. But she went on her Instagram story and just said the nastiest shit about Lizzo, basically not having what it takes, being too fat, being too ugly making music that isn't good enough that doesn't sound hip-hop enough and that she just needs to get out of the community so so just listen to the craziness that azalea banks said about lizzo before sidebar i see you fat fucking lizzo i see what you're trying to fucking do you stole cupcake swag bitch and now you all out here talk about i'm female rapper you ain't no fucking female rapper bitch you don't got enough fucking sex appeal to be no fucking female rapper don't let craig calman gas you lizzo you still fucking a fat boring you still a fat boring hipster rapper bitch you're not fucking with cupcake you're not eating cupcake and i'm sorry i know that's really why that's really the reason why cupcake feeling like she want to quit because she see her all her fucking magic being fucking torn to fucking shreds by fat lizzo i hate you fat lizzo i fucking hate you girl i hate you for coming out with that floss up your fucking fat ass and really trying to steal from the fucking black girl's cupcake because i know the fucking white gays got in your head and was like yeah steal cupcakes thing and now you out here just riding on this black bitch's fucking energy trying to act like body positivity you fat hoe
No, the public really needs to get into Cupcake and leave this fucking whack, fat bitch Lizzo aside. Like, so what if she's fucking fat? Body positivity, my ass, bitch. If you don't go play that flute and make me some Stevie Wonder shit and leave this female rap shit alone, because, bitch, you don't have me. Yeah, that was a real video. That was a real human talking, not Chucky the fucking doll. That was real. So she's been banned from Instagram many times before, but it seems like Azalea Banks is trying to get back on our good side because at this point, not only is she canceled online, but she she's canceled in our hearts. We don't give a fuck what she says about anything anymore. But lately she's been trying to get back on our good side and she defended Lizzo from Kanye West this week when Azalea Banks took to her Instagram stories to call out Kanye West's um, comments that he made regarding Lizzo's weight. She said that he can't be trying to lollipop off of the four-year-old discussion about Lizzo's health and weight when he has an entire McDonald's commercial. Seemingly going back in every statement she just made about Lizzo when she literally said that she hates fat Lizzo. Seems a little... Seems a little little bit too late. Seems a little bit hypocrisy. Seems a little... mm, Flippy-floppy. And then she defended Lotto, too, from what Nicki Minaj was saying. Um... Azealia Banks said that basically Nikki needs to stop bullying Lotto and all the female rappers and that Nikki needs serious help. She said that the Barbs need to petition to get Nicki Minaj some rehab and mental health services through the Grammys Music Cars program because this level of anger is just not normal at all. So it seems like she is now trying to be the hero. She's trying to be the bringer of social justice, the the, the peacekeeper on line which is a total rebrand for her and i it's it's almost as if i feel like people are saying that she's trying to right all the wrongs that she has done online before because she finally realized maybe her career isn't going off because people just cannot stomach her personality so they're not going to listen to her music she's trying to get back on our good side with a 180 rebrand and maybe she thought people would forgive her but no people still hate azalea banks because the kanye and nikki fans still hate her so much that they got her removed from Instagram again for saying those things about Kanye and Nicki because she didn't just say those things. She was talking about how Nicki Minaj was on coke and Kanye's fucking insane and mentally ill. So she was still attacking people and bringing people down very much so, even though she was defending other people in the process. She's like one of those friends that is just very wishy-washy. She'll she'll go to whoever is winning the argument or is more in positive public view and then just think that's in a warrant to completely berate and tear down and ruthlessly insult people who are on the losing side so her account got removed again and when it was announced that her account got removed from pop crave that post got um, over a hundred thousand likes because people were still so happy that this troll is gone so even though she thought she was fine she was banned again and people are really just gonna really hate her no matter what because just of everything she's done before, there's really no coming back from everything that she has done. So let's move on to Kanye West since we're already in the Kanye realm. We know last week he made some crazy comments about anti-Semitism and said that he was going to go death con three on Jewish people as if that was appropriate at all or that wouldn't warrant any sort of dangerous hate to the Jewish community. And guess what, you guys? People on TikTok were making... They were like making little edits with with Nazi things in them and then basically agreeing with the anti-Semitism that Kanye West was promoting. And this was going viral on TikTok. So that just proves that Jamie Lee Curtis was right. And when she was literally in tears over what Kanye West was saying, 
she was absolutely right. He's really has too big of a platform to be spreading hate like that. So then Kanye apologized. And he goes, I like I didn't mean to spread anti-Semitism. That's not what I was saying. He was talking, he claimed that he was talking more about the business side of Jewish men who are in power in business. And he's signed to a label that is run by Jewish people. And Yeezy, Adidas, Gap, blah, 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 all have powerful Jewish businessmen attached to it. So he just felt controlled by Jewish men. And that's why he was saying he was going to go death con three on not, you know, recommitting the heinous crimes of Hitler himself. Even though the incel 12 year olds online clearly aren't going to see through that and are just going to see that he said death con three and think that that's a great time to bow to him as the new Andrew Tate and do these insane edits. So, even though he tried to apologize, people still very much hate him and very much are not going to ever forgive him for what he said. And as I don't think they should, I think he could move forward from that if he actually changes. But in the meantime, no one likes him. And guess what? Even Donald Trump said that he needs help. According to many sources at this point, very credible ones, not Fox News, more than that. President Donald Trump has told multiple people that West is acting too crazy and that he needs some professional help, according to two sources with very close knowledge to the manor. That's when you know. That is the pot calling the kettle black. That's like Lindsay Lohan saying that Charlie Sheen needs help. That's like Jeffrey Dahmer saying that Ted Bundy should get some help. It's it's such a new low for Kanye. It, if you really think about it, that is so embarrassing for him that Donald Trump, his old bestie for the restie, said he needs help. How humiliating. And then Kanye went on Drink Champs, and they already had to take down this Drink Champs interview because Drink Champs, it's a podcast, was getting canceled for even airing it because of all the crazy shit that he said. He said that George Floyd was not killed by the police officer. He was, uh, well, not killed by the police officer kneeling on his neck. He said George Floyd was killed by fentanyl the police officers like forced him to ingest fentanyl and the blm movement was fake that's what he was saying and was agreeing with candace owens absolutely absurd disgusting documentary where she was trying to expose blm for stealing donation money and he encouraged other rappers in the game like literal rappers meek mill i don't i don't really know which other ones he named but very famous rappers he encouraged them to come kill him he wants them to come run up on him, kill him like Tupac or the notorious B.I.G. Shoot him in the motherfucking street because he thinks that these rappers do not actually live the lifestyle that they rap about. They aren't gang. They are lame. They can't hang. They rap about, you know, having thug lives and shooting a man who disrespects them, blah, blah, blah. And he thinks that they wouldn't actually do that. So he wants rappers to live more authentically. And they said, come and kill me if you're really thug or really what you say you are. That's what he was basically saying. Clearly, this is a louder cry for help than we thought. He is literally encouraging people to end his life. He's switched the attention from Pete Davidson onto himself. Even he's self-loathing at this point. I First time I'm going to say this, Donald Trump is right. <laughs> Ew, that felt weird to say. Kanye West needs help and why would he encourage rappers to partake in violence it may be like not my place to say but isn't like he's blaming lizzo for trying to damage black people if he's trying calling out black rappers to come and kill him and then go to jail like isn't and just encouraging people to live a more dangerous lifestyle isn't that like more damaging than what lizzo's doing look at young thug in prison look at 
gonna in prison like look at all these people in prison i don't know why he would say that either way of course he is still banned from social media because people still hate him as they currently should because of all the horrible stuff he's doing um this is really i think the worst i've seen him it's kind of sad it's even worse than his 2020 presidential run when he was crying on stage talking about kim aborting north that was so insane i feel so bad for kim kim came out and said that she's not gonna help him this time around she's not coming to save him she's not gonna do any damage control control for him good for her she's enough to worry about she has her little overpriced trash cans and tissue boxes to worry about and she shouldn't worry her pretty little head about this kanye west now wants to buy a conservative social media platform it's called like hold on it's called like parlor or something um it starts with a p he wants to buy it because he's banned from all yeah it's called parlor because he's obviously not allowed on twitter instagram anymore and he's pulling a donald trump with truth social oh my god he wants to now make his own truth social good luck to him i want to talk about what he's doing at donda academy because he's already making the kids do weird shit at the beginning of the day instead of the pledge of allegiance he was having them do something else like recite something else i don't even remember but it's so weird so i'll definitely talk about that in the future i haven't said the pledge of allegiance in so long like nothing against america i just don't go anywhere where people say that i remember on my last day of high school when we had to stand for the pledge for the last time i was like oh thank god it's the last time i'm gonna say this because I've been saying it every day for the last 18 years. I wasn't trying to like be offensive or anything. And I knew I'd say it again, just not every day in the morning. And everyone around me was like, <gasps> when I said that, I was like, come on. It's not that serious. We're sick and tired of saying this every single day. It's a little culty, if you ask me. Anyway, let's move on to the next person who people still hate. And that is James Corden. Yerp. I bet you thought I was going to say James Charles, but no, a lot of Jameses are very problematic. Clearly, my dad and my brother are named James. So I know all about problematic Jameses. And James Corden, Mr. Cute Little Pillsbury Doughboy himself, I genuinely like, I, I like a shameful pop culture opinion I have about pop culture is i like james corden i think he's the best late night host his segments are the best i think he's the genuinely the funniest he's back he's the best at feigning excitement for um guests that he thinks are rather boring you can tell when jimmy fallon is not into it he's so obvious it's like he just cannot be fake james corden is just maybe it's because he's a bigger bitch but he's better at being fake to the guests that he doesn't like and I like the singing segments that he does, like the crosswalk musical and those, um, you know, when he does like um, the soundtrack to a movie in certain number of songs, he did one with Arna Grande. I just like him the most. But anyway, people really do hate him and he's most people's least favorite host. So James Corden, I don't know if you guys know, but James used to be a diva. He, when he first got famous on whatever shows he used to be on, he came up like in the comedy scene, he was getting more like movies and stuff like that. So he started to be such a diva that even his own family encouraged him to go to therapy or diva rehab or whatever Mariah Carey went to because he was being such an asshole. He was being 
just a genuinely horrible person and feeling like he was better than people and talking down to them, everything like that. Here are some stories about James Corden that a lot of just pedestrians have had with him because he thinks he's some high and mighty royal, whatever snobby people in the UK think about themselves. He thought he was up there with Queen Elizabeth being her sneaky link before she died. He thought he was on her level. So this person said, Hey James, you won't remember me, but me and my friend sat at a table next to you and Harry Styles and some others in Mancurian Legends in London's Chinatown about six years ago. We didn't bother you, but you were a massively entitled cunt who yelled and treated the white staff like shit. And when one of my party politely suggested you calm down, you got really aggressive and threatening parentheses in a chubby way, like a boozy panda. Oh, my God, why was that such a good description of him? James Corden is the human depiction of a panda. And then they said, so my question is this. Why did Harry seem so cool while you were such a massive, throbbing bellend? Again, with these UK insults. People in the UK, I can never tell if they are if they love something or just absolutely hate something. Because they'd be like, bloody hell, fuck you. And that would mean like they like it. And I would have such an anxiety, anxiety attack if I was in the UK. But I guess Belland is a bad thing. This person says, Half an hour into a New York to London flight, passengers in business class noticed a woman with a crying baby being brought through the curtains by a flight attendant. They looked on in mild horror as they saw the attendant direct her into an empty seat next to James Corden. Expecting a huge celebrity hissy fit to kick off, Corden's cabin mates were impressed to see that he didn't say a word or make any sort of complaint. He simply put on a pair of noise-canceling headphones, pulled an eye mask over his eyes, and turned away from her to sleep. Pretty decent of him, right? When the plane landed, though, passengers were surprised to see Corden remain seated as the woman with the baby struggled to open the overhead locker. And even more surprised when she turned to Gordon and said, For fuck's sake, can you at least hold the baby while I get the bags down? The woman was his wife and the baby was his. Oh no, James. Caught being a dead motherfucking beat on the spot in 4K. That is so embarrassing for him. Even his own family, he thinks he's too good to watch his baby, to give some attention to his baby and help his struggling wife. I don't care how hard I worked that day or how busy my schedule was or famous I am. I can help my crying ass fucking baby that I brought into this earth. Damn. Anyway, people canceled him for that as they should. He still gets hate from it to this day. I guess he did seek some therapy to maybe become a better person. Insane, right? That's something you work out in like juvenile detention when you're 12, your attitude problems, like bad baby. Like she, she, even she seemed to have worked through her Dr. Phil issues. He needs to go to Dr. Phil, but he has not changed apparently because you guys this week, it got so bad. He was exposed for basically the same thing again. Even though he swore he changed and he was a changed man and better and not a raging massive cunt, as people were saying. Apparently, he hasn't changed. So he was at a restaurant last weekend and the owner of the restaurant, his name is Keith. He's 71. So this man has a lot of pressure on him. He's running a restaurant, busy ass restaurant in New York. Like he's the main man and he's 71 and he said this about james it's at the balthazar in new york city he said james corden is a hugely gifted comedian but a tiny critten of a man 
So I didn't know what Kritzen meant. And I Googled it. And there was like a warning sign, like the triangle with an exclamation point in the middle. And it said, warning, offensive. <laughs> That's what I need. If I went to the UK, I would need to see like warning offensive when I Googled things that people said to me. But it means a stupid person used as a general term of abuse. I love that term of abuse. What term of abuse would I like to use against this bitch right now? That's hilarious. I would like to abuse them. (laughs) Not me laughing at abusing people. Anyway. So yeah. A a critten. Good for him. And he continued. And the most abusive customer to my Balthazar servers since the restaurant opened 25 years ago. Oh my God. Who is James Corden? Like who... It's impressive how nice and cuddly he can seem on the television. And then, like, this is a man who plays literal animals in movies. Like, cute animals. Like, a mouse in the, the Another Cinderella story. And a fucking cat in Cats. And he's this monster. He ain't nothing but a hound dog. He's like, a, he's like, like the super nanny needs to be called on him. To put him in his place. And so, the restaurant owner had to 86 him i truly did not know what 86 meant either but it's like a restaurant term i don't know if any of you work in a restaurant and know what an 86 means but it's bad so he said i don't often 86 a customer but i had to 86 cordon and he said it did not make him laugh he really didn't like the experience of having to do that and that means that it refers to a person or people who are no longer welcome in the premise so i think he had to like take his photo and like his fingerprint like when people get caught stealing from walmart or target which is my worst fear by the way they have to like get their fingerprint i know someone that they're not allowed in our target by in our neighborhood anymore and that would say i would have to move move away sometimes i do not scan things at the (laughs) self-checkout so my biggest fear is that some alarm is gonna go off maybe i'm buying my xbox but just ringing it up as two bananas okay but that doesn't mean I would like to be caught for such a crime. But anyway, let me let me read you like exactly what he was doing that is just so awful that people now just hate him again for. Um, where is it? Cause I uh, I'm in the stars tonight. So watch me bring the. Okay, I found it. You're welcome for that intermission music. <laughs> So it says, manager report number one, James Corden was here on table 61. Although this is diabolical, it happens very occasionally in all restaurants. This happened in June. After eating his main course, Corden showed the hair to Balthazar manager G, who was very apologetic. Corden was extremely nasty to G and said, get us another round of drinks this second and also take care of all of our drinks so far. This way I write any nasty reviews in Yelp or anything like that damn so he was threatening them and he's one of those people who eat a full ass meal and then say that the hair was in there you never cared about the hair you're not hygienic like that you don't give a shit what you're ingesting or what part of someone's body that hair came from he just cared about the food the waitress was like uh you ate it all what like in those memes she didn't actually do that but i mean that's what i would do i'd be like bitch your nasty ass didn't care about this hair. You just scoffed it off to the side and to the end of the meal. Who knows if that was even their hair? It's probably his hair that he pulled from God knows what part of his body. Second person said, because that was the first incident. This has happened multiple times there. 
Manager report number two. James Corden was at Balthazar with his wife on October 9th for brunch. So literally nine days ago. He asked for a table outside. Someone took him to... Someone took him in the party to table 301. Mr. Corden's wife ordered an egg yolk omelet with Gryer cheese and salad. A few minutes after they received the food, James called the server over and told him that there was a little bit of egg white mixed in with the egg yolk. The server informed the floor manager. The kitchen remade the dish, but unfortunately sent it home with fries instead of salad. That's when James Corden began yelling like crazy to the server. You can't do your job. You can't do your job. Maybe I should go into the kitchen and cook the omelet myself. The server was very apologetic and brought the manager over to the table. He returned the dish and after that, everything was fine. He gave them promo champagne glasses to smooth things out. And the manager said that Corden was pleased, was pleasant to him after that but still very, very nasty to the server. The server was very shaken, but being the professional that she is, she continued and finished her shift. This man was upset that there was an egg white in the egg yolk. Bitch, it's an egg. It started that way. They were always touching. They were always combined. I don't understand the problem. This seems like a pattern here where he just wants to get his meal for free. Bitch, you're rich and fucking famous. What's the problem? It seems like he just gets off yelling at people who are below him in terms of, I guess, what he thinks society standards are. And he likes to abuse his power that way and yell at what he thinks as the common folk or the villagers. But people have had enough of it. And I was upset that he lost... Well, he didn't lose his show. He quit the Late Late Show, and this is going to be his last season. I was upset, but now I'm not. I hope it humbles him. I hope it's harder for him to find jobs because in no way, shape, or form should he be treating anyone like this especially service workers who don't want to be there in the first place and are doing their best in the first place so it's unfortunate that he's like this and it's so scary because he knows how to be polite and nice we see him be really nice to people on his show all the time and he chooses to be an asshole that's the biggest problem it's not he he's not even this just innate asshole who's mean to everyone it's he picks and chooses he's nice to the celebrities and in the public eye but then rude to the little people below him and it's so nasty and yeah, he's leaving his show even worse than Ellen DeGeneres left her show. Which brings us to the next person, which is Ellen DeGeneres. So, as we know, she was exposed for so much so much workplace misconduct before. Being a horrible boss, making people feel uneasy, abused even. She was apparently racist. She was just a horrible boss all around. And now people are exposing her again for more workplace allegations, even though... We thought she had this heroic comeback with her last season and people were actually going to miss her. And it seems like she left her show on kind of a good note. I guess not because people are now attacking her again. And it is none other than Charlie Puth. Yes, the thirst trapper himself, the wannabe instabaddy who I literally cringe every time he comes up on my For You page or my Instagram just because I just see the horniness within him. And I, I know that he's trying to seduce us so hard. I'm not going to fall for it, Charlie. I'm not attracted to you like that. And if you guys are attracted to Charlie Puth, like, like, please DM me so I can get you some help. Because that is so odd to me. There's this one mother on TikTok who's obsessed with Charlie. She's like Latina and she's like, Charlito Puth. And she'll cry over him. Nasty. He's, he, I like his music, but 
when when he posts his literal ass on my timeline and I have no warning. That's a different story. But anyway, he called out Ellen DeGeneres because he used to be signed to her record label, just like Grayson Chance used to be signed to her record label. And Grayson Chance had a horrible experience with her. He said that um, he blew up on YouTube doing covers and things like that. And Ellen wanted to make him the next Justin Bieber because this was in 2012, right after Justin Bieber really blew up and he came right off of YouTube as well. So Grayson thought that he was in amazing hands and was going to be just as successful. But then he said that he's never met someone more manipulative, more manipulative, more self-centered and more blatantly opportunistic than her. And that she would control his whole life and make his life a living hell and that his whole week or whole month or whole year could change just in the blink of an eye from one text from her based on what she wanted to make him or force him to do next and that it was horrible and that if she had an option of any sort she would change everything about his art and vision that she wanted to and one time he she even yelled at his mom because his mom didn't make him watch a Justin Bieber documentary that Ellen got him on early release. And she was like, I got this early for you guys and pulled some strings. Do you not want to be the next big young star, blah, 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 blah. And like berated his mom and made her cry and everything like that. And then once his album sales sales started to decline, Grayson Chance said that Ellen and the whole team just disappeared out of him out of nowhere, like blocked him, wouldn't talk to him anymore. Once they found out that he wasn't going to make her money, she totally abandoned him. And I feel so bad for him. That would be really, really hard to go through. Thinking that all your dreams are going to come true and then have a blinking of an eye. Everything's gone. And the people who you thought had your back just did not. And Ellen's so fucked up for that. And now Charlie Puth is saying that basically she did the same thing to him at the beginning of his career. And now she probably feels really stupid now seeing how massively successful he's been. But Charlie came out and said he was signed to the label at around the same time because he was doing covers online and stuff like that too and getting a little bit of attention. And when he released his first EP and the numbers weren't astronomically amazing and weren't immediately Justin Bieber status that she wanted to leave him as well and basically disappeared on him. And he said that all the people that were in that room at one point, they just disappeared and I didn't hear from anybody anymore. So he's not saying that he had the same exact experience with Ellen. He said that we both had really different experiences, me and Grayson, but I do agree with him that nobody was really present, certainly after the creation of my first demo EP. And I really didn't hear from anybody after that. And he felt very alone and just kind of abandoned in that sense. So Ellen is, again, being exposed as a horrible person to work with and an opportunist. Last person I want to talk about is Leah Michelle, of course. Of course, we knew that she definitely did not mend every bitch that she burned the last time she was counseled. So if you don't remember, she was counseled for kind of a similar thing, being really horrible to everyone that she worked with. Um, she would call people who worked on Glee with her that weren't as big of, didn't have as big of a role, cockroaches. And she threatened to shit in one of the black woman um, stars, like an actress, Samantha Ware, who literally was on the show in the fifth and sixth season. She was going to shit in her wig and like haze her in some type of disgusting Karen way that I could totally see Lee Michelle doing. And a lot of the Glee cast spoke out against her, like Amber Riley and Heather Morris and Naya Rivera before she passed away. R.I.P. Naya, you're the most iconic legend of all time. She wrote about her in her book saying that they had a major feud and Leah refused to talk to her for the whole last season. Leah gave her the silent treatment, like the fifth grader that she is. Leah said that she apologized to everyone in person and they had really good conversations in private and it seemed like she was winning people back, but I guess 
not. And some of her old co-workers still really don't like her. And that main example is Chris Colfer, who played Kurt on Glee. Kurt was like Chris, uh, Kurt was Rachel's GBF. And they were really present with each other throughout the whole show. But I guess he hated her too. He didn't speak up originally, but I guess whatever she did to everyone else, she also did to him and never really apologized to him. So he still hates her. He was asked if he was going to go see Funny Girl while he was in LA. And then in the interview, he said, my day suddenly just got so full and that he is not going to go to the show because he said, no, I can be triggered at home. Guess what I'm doing tonight. Oh my God, you should come if you're here. I know. Are you seeing Funny Girl? I am. Oh. <laughs> my, my day suddenly just got so full. Wait, no. Wow. Chris, no. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh my God. You know, I love you so much. Stop. You're killing me right now, by the way. So you're not seeing <laughs> it is my guess while you're in town. No, I could be triggered at home. Oh my God. <laughs> So even just the sight of Leah Michelle's face would be a trigger for him. That's fucking insane. And she deserves it. And I can't wait to hear what the funny girl cast has to say about her because I feel like that's really going to cement her remaining status in Hollywood and if she will win people back. But until then, I guess what we can learn from this is that from all these people who clearly are not learning from their mistakes and still being assholes, we can learn that people may forgive, but they will never forget. And they especially won't forget how you made them feel. And if you were bad or evil to someone in the past, that they will be wary to think that you've changed, even if you claim that you did. So I think this is just a reminder to be kind to people every step along the way and be humble and be kind and nice. Because one day if you're not, you will get exposed. You will say something to the wrong person. And it's just not how you should act to other people in general. I think everyone does deserve a second chance, but if they don't change, then they don't care. I think all these celebrities did deserve a second chance, but they showed that they didn't care by not changing. And a real apology is changed behavior. And that's how you guys should pick how you should forgive and should let back in your life. And if they're like James Corden or Azalea Banks, like do not let them back in your life. Or if you are someone who feels like you were more mean or negative in the past, I think that's fine. But you need to learn from the negative behavior very fast. That's very important to really show someone how you care about them and really cherish your relationship and acknowledge that you hurt them, say sorry, and change. So what we can learn is that you don't get three strikes and you're out. You get two strikes in my book and then you're out. We don't stick to healthy eating for many reasons like time constraints, work, making it hard to find time to cook healthy, the price of healthy ingredients, or the intimidating nature of cooking a complicated meal. But Green Chef is finally here, and that is what makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle like keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, vegetarian 
gluten-free or you're just looking to eat more balanced meals it is a um like like a like a like a food order company thing that you get shipped to your house with all the ingredients and helps you make really amazing healthy meals you can choose fast and fit meals for under 700 calories that will be ready in 25 minutes or less um and not even just like it makes you feel good because you're dieting it makes you feel good because you're learning how to cook and feel nutritious and productive and happy all around and who doesn't love some good cooking for just therapy i've been using it all week and i love it i got the uh plant powered recipes and they've been so incredibly tasty i love that they mix the perfect amount of seasonings in there because sometimes seasoning it's easy to put too little or too much and it's just perfect and all the food tastes so good um green chef is the only meal kit that is both carbon and plastic free so they offset 100 of their carbon footprint as well as 100 of their plastic in every single box so go to greenchef.com slash t135 and use code tea 135 to get 135 dollars off across five boxes and your first box ships free you guys you should really do this because you're going to save money on not wasting ingredients and you're going to save your plastic footprint um like your carbon footprint as well is going to be much smaller and you'll save your time and it's literally cheaper than buying all these ingredients so go to greenchef.com slash tea135 and use code tea135 for 135 dollars off the men who have taken over the music industry for the longest time. I'm talking, these people are the music industry. They are going on a long hiatus that is so unexpected. And there's going to be a huge gap in the market for a new boy band because the members of BTS announced that they will be on a hiatus until 2025. Can you fucking believe it? I was so shocked when I heard this, but you're going to be even more shocked by the reason. I'm mostly just shocked because their fan base is massive, like in the billions. I know that One Direction girlies were like Sue of Seidel and crying for days and literally getting picked up from school the day that Zayn left One Direction. So I can only imagine how the BTS fans are feeling right now. And they should be scared because this is why they're um, taking a hiatus. The members of BTS will be fulfilling their duty and performing mandatory military service in South Korea, a move that will leave the K-pop group unable to perform with all seven members until 2025. Can you fucking believe it? The boys, those those teeny tiny uh, little beautiful porcelain boys from BTS are going to be in the army? They Yes, they can dance and are athletic, but they don't look... Like, they can take a few hits, if you know what I'm saying. They look pretty, pretty, pretty frail, if you know what I'm saying. I'm worried for them. Their management said, Bright Music has focused to the milestone moment when it would be possible to respect the needs of the country and for those healthy young men to serve their country men. And that's now. Under South Korea's conscription system, the country requires all able-bodied men to serve at least 18 months in the armed forces by the age of 28 due to ongoing threats from North Korea. That's fucking crazy. Also, I never knew that about North Korea. That makes me, I mean, sorry, South Korea. That gives me a whole new respect for everyone there because that's really tough. And that must be hard to go through for all men in that country because it must be, first of all, scary with North Korea, literally right there. It's not like America where enemies are farther away or there's more peace going on. But North Korea is like constantly threatening them. Kim Kim Jong-un just tested nukes. Because he said he might want to wipe out South Korea. And he wants to test to see if he can do that. 
So that's just very scary. And how are you supposed to plan for life if you know at one point you're going to have to put your whole life on pause for almost two years to serve in the military? That That's just a whole other stressor. And I have mad respect for everyone in South Korea. That is insane. So they have a concert this weekend, and apparently it will be the last concert for them as a full group for a really long time. Wow, the tickets to that show must be in the tens of thousands. People are going to be flocking to that. This is about to be some... I'm, I'm, let me just say, they're going to need some extra, extra security and therapist on hand at that show because that's going to be fucking crazy. Good luck to them with the whole nuke stuff going on. That's really scary. That's literally so scary. I can't believe they're leaving because they're going to fucking the military. Technically, they're not at some massive war with North Korea right now, but they are facing um, some like light as I was doing some research, some light adversion from North Korea, basically at all times. I, th- I thought the war ended. I thought they made some kind of pact, but I don't know. I guess not. I guess it makes sense since they are, you know, citizens of South Korea, but that's still so sad. Um, I really guess BTS is going to light it up like dynamite, like their song says. Because I, I, I'm in the stars tonight. Light it up like dynamite. Oh, oh. Uh. They're going to take a whole new meaning to that song. If one of them dies, there's going to be a civil motherfucking war in South Korea. That, oh my God. South Korea will have more problems. The BTS army will go fucking crazy. The South Korea army should really just enlist the whole BTS army to fight whoever their enemy happens to be at that time. And I promise you that war will be won if it means that BTS can have a shorter hiatus. Just to protect BTS, I know the army would absolutely take down kim jong-un they would walk they would stampede right into his living quarters wherever he resides and slit his throat themselves it'll be 15 year old girls charging north korea and kim jong-un won't know what hit him imagine bts comes back jacked as fuck like captain america type shit and the fans the, the bts stands go even more feral the bts army is then just completely uncontrollable um So this is what the BTS group said. Quote, both the company and the members of BTS are looking forward to reconvening as a group again around 2025 following their service commitment. So apparently the member Jin is going first because he's older. Why don't they just all go at the same time? If they all have to serve in equal 18 months, I don't know why they all just don't go at the same time. You know, then they can be, they they can have an alliance and keep each other safe or something, but... I think they should be exempt. South Korea lets some people be exempt. Like if you are putting South Korea on the world stage or helping South Korea with the economy, which <clears throat> who was helping the B- the Korea more with the economy than BTS? They let Olympians and people who do classical music and everything like that be exempt. This These are the number one through seven people that I would s- let be exempt. I don't know who made this this, this decision, but it's horrible. Between 2014 and 2023, analysts projected that BTS would have contributed $29.1 trillion to the South Korean economy. What? Why are you Why are you going to risk their lives for that then? These are money trillion-making machines. I would not only save them from the army. I would put them in the fucking pent-ass house. I would make... I would... They would be the, the cabinet of my presidency if they were bringing that much to the USA. If they were here... Isn't the USA in debt to, like, whoever? 
in the trillions. We need a BTS over here to save us from that. I, I truly, I'm going to miss them. I feel really bad for this. I really hope they're all safe and I hope they are, you know, just just get back safe and sound they don't get treated badly or anything the bts army is really reacting to this um they're saying just like pray for bts safety they have to fulfill their military duties um this person said pretending the whole bts coming back in 2025 from the military is a fever dream and they will just be back in a week and people are yeah people are a lot just saying pray for them Someone said, time flies. 2025 will be like next week for sure. LOL. Why do I know that the BTS fans are just going to like go in hibernation until then? But anyway, good luck to BTS. Um, Fight hard. So someone else who's taking a really long break for music this week is, or, or announced that they are this week, is Megan the Stallion. I'll be very sad to see her go, but she said she's going to take a long break and I'm going to miss her. She's my favorite girl to work out to. I don't care how many songs she makes that sound the exact same. I love them, but she's taking a break from the public eye for a bit for many reasons. And she works so hard. First of all, I always wonder how she continuously grinds and puts out so much product. Some of these artists, some of these other artists, <clears throat> Normani literally do nothing and put out one single every year. Normani literally put out one single every single year for the past three years and thinks that she's so busy, blah, blah, blah. Megan Lee Stone has put out three albums in the past 18 months. She has done tours, festivals, countless appearances, multiple TV shows, so many brand deals, like with Savage, Catch Up, Popeyes, Doritos, Reebok, makeup companies, every single brand to make money because her label wasn't giving her money because she had to then sue them, go to court with them, two lawsuits with them. She got shot by Tory Lanez and had a lawsuit for that she graduated college she literally finished college in these last few years uh started two nonprofit organizations um bad bitches have bad days com for people who need to better their mental health and find mental health resources um she had to go through her mom dying her grandma dying being bullied online all within the past like year and a half i don't i truly do not know how she's like superwoman and how she does so much and she, she's really only human so i don't get how she's just not absolutely exhausted and it takes a lot of just energy to be so creative all the time too it's like she's being wrung out like a towel just it's like all of everything that was in her is now just wrung out and there's nothing left for her to give and i I, like how does she have time for her love life it's like that cardi b thing when cardi b was like i don't even have time for my love life. i don't have time for myself i'm depressed I don't know how Megan Thee Stallion isn't like that. And she wants to take a break now because she was just robbed this week. We know she was on SNL when she did amazing. You should go watch all her skits. They were fucking incredible. And while she was on SNL, the robbers knew that she would be out of town. And they apparently knew where she lived. So sources revealed that two men dressed in all black with hoodies on, covering their face, went up to her house late at night and broke in through the back door and stole three hundred thousand to four hundred thousand dollars in cash electronics and jewelry and she tweeted and reacted to that and she said wow material things can be replaced but i'm glad everybody is safe this poor fucking girl so not only has she worked so hard and also snl is so taxing snl is such a crazy job that you have to do because you have to pair your performances especially for her who's doing double duty you have to prepare your performances and prepare all of your skits, do promo for it, do all the photo shoots, rehearse, 
it's a really big thing to just do in a few days. So after all of this, Megan just seems to just have had enough. And she tweeted, hotties, I'm really sorry, but after SNL, I really got to take a break. I'm so tired physically and emotionally. And it was there was a really sad moment on SNL when she was performing, given she just found out she was just robbed. And she's going through all these lawsuits. And the Megan Thee Stallion hate train is so crazy. And it seems like she was performing her song, Anxiety. And she sang the line about her mom dying. And then you saw in her face and in her voice, she was just like on the verge of tears. She almost was breaking down. It's like everything just hit her at that one moment. And I feel like it was that moment that she decided to take a break. So you can hear her kind of voice crack in this clip. All I really want to hear is it'll be okay. Bounce back because a bad had bad days. All I really want to hear is it'll be okay. Bounce back because a bad had bad days. If I could write a letter to heaven, I would tell my mama that I should have been listening. And I would tell the story that I really been wilding. And ask her to forgive me because I really been trying. And I would ask, please show me who been real. And get it from around me if they all been fake. It's crazy I'll say the same person to the Lord. And I was get surprised about who he take. Man, I'm really thinking about dollar now. when i first watched it it made me so sad for her you can just see that as a woman who's been through a lot and has persevered through a lot and has made her fans so proud and even though she's been through a lot and it seems like she's kind of broken down right now i'm so proud of her for just pushing through and building her brand so much in this past year and a half because this is the time that her career has really exploded even through all this madness so i'm so proud of her for being able to do that and weather through a lot of it but i think now is an appropriate time she just put out an album she just had you know, a great release and doing all this promo. So I think now is a good time for her to just take a break and really heal from everything. So what can we learn from this? I think taking a break allows you to reflect and process emotions and feelings that you haven't been able to when you're busy. And a lot of people will do that on purpose. They'll try to keep themselves busy so they don't have to deal with things. But you need to not be busy sometimes and just take a moment to heal and work through your emotions. And you can't do that if you're just work, work, work 24-7. I think mental health should be prioritized just like work is. And you can really only, like you have to fill your glass to be able to pour into others. You have to make sure you're good before anybody else. And I'm glad that Megan seems to be taking the initiative to better herself. Every part of your life will get better after you take a break. I promise. Even though it's, it may be scary because you think you're not being productive, you'll be more energized. You'll be you'll have a, like a fresh perspective almost. You'll be more creative because the creative juices will just be flowing and it makes you be more productive. Me being like a social media content creator, I always get nervous to take breaks, but every time I do, I feel so much better after and that's when I see the most progress and growth. And I always talk about prioritizing having fun once a weekend or taking time to myself once a weekend. So that's just why I think that and something I always make time to do because i know that i will not be able to continue if i don't it just makes me so much more happy and that allows me and then anyone who takes a break to be able to spread light and happiness to everyone around them and it just makes you a new and better you and a healed you and you can tell that megan just breaking down on stage like that 
it seemed almost like unexpectedly too like she didn't really know how to process it in that moment but she just like tried to keep going even though she was almost crying you can tell that she's not healed and she has so much to work through that she just hasn't had time to and i'm so happy that she is now and i think megan and bts will both be fine after their breaks and they'll come back even better than before for i i i went um i did some research about the longest breaks in music history that people came back from with great success the eagles took a break from 1979 to 1994 and their album that they made when they came back went to number one guns and roses took a 15 year break and then came back with a number one david boy took a nine year break pink floyd took a 20 year break and rihanna almost took a seven year break now and two million people liked her post when she tweeted about doing the super bowl and you know if she dropped an album it would do absolutely amazing so I think this break is going to be really productive for the both of them, and they'll come back even better than before. And if the beat live, you know little too. Behind this smile, I'm fighting these tears because a bitch be sad as fuck. Ever since my mama died 2019, I don't really know who I could trust. I was looking for anything, anybody looking for something to feel like something. I was hanging with bitches I thought really loved me whole time, they was jealous and judging. They be asking why me and not them, shit. And I be asking the same. If your mama and daddy still walking this earth, then you probably ain't feeling my pain. I don't know why they want me to fail. I don't know why they hate me so much. I keep racking up all of these wins and the wars and feel like I ain't doing enough. All right, so I just want to finish this episode up with some follow-ups and some of the craziest stories we've been talking about through the past month. The first story, I did a pretty big chunk of an episode about the whole Jelena drama and Hailey Bieber going on Call Her Daddy and should the Jelena fans just leave Hailey Bieber alone and stop bullying her? Does Selena Gomez hate Hailey Bieber? But all of our ans- all of our questions have just been answered because you guys have probably already seen the photo, but there's a photo of Selena Gomez and Hailey Bieber hugging and looking just like best motherfucking friends at the Academy Museum Gala in Los Angeles. And you guys, this photo broke the fucking internet. I was shocked when I saw them. I knew Selena is all about killing them with kindness, but girl, this is a little too kind. What? Especially right after the Call Her Daddy episode when fans were saying that Haley is obsessed with Selena and needs to get her name out of her mouth, get a life, and... You're obsessed with your husband's ex. That's so embarrassing. And you probably helped Justin cheat on her. You're a man stealer. Selena hates you. Selena really put up a middle middle finger to the Jelena fans. She said, leave my teenage relationship in the past. It's in the motherfucking past. Bigger plot twist than the ending of fucking Star Wars. It's like seeing Trump and Kim Jong-un hug. Insane. I know the fans are just so... When the Jelena fans saw that, they probably screamed like Regina George when she was cutting her own photo and putting it in the burn book. That that deep gut scream. They threw their phones. I was shocked. Good for Haley Bieber. Really. Really, I mean that. She's so happy that the fans are so mad. She She's so happy that the Jelena fans are just angry and she wins. This is more impressive than winning over Justin Bieber to marry her. She won over Selena. So, uh, Haley Bieber needed a win, too. She was out here having strokes, being canceled for cultural appropriation, being dragged by the fan armies. And now she's so happy that she shut them all up. This is a big win for her. Big win. And I know Justin is just going to ask for a threesome now. And I know he's going to be holding that photo of them together with a bottle of lotion in his bed tonight. 
I know he is. But truly, this is good that the beef can be put to rest and maybe Justin and Haley can have some peace in their marriage and Selena can move on with her life and the fans can find a new couple to harass as the circle of life should happen. So good for you, Haley Bieber. Good for you. Another update I want to do. We were just talking about age gaps last episode. And remember how I was talking about how the worst age gap in history is probably a man around the age of 29 and a younger woman who just became legal not too long ago. Just because she doesn't really get relationships yet. She doesn't understand herself yet. Coming into herself. She's a little bit naive. As we all are at that age. And there's so much to learn about life. And a lot of room for manipulation. And major unfair power dynamics. From the older man in the relationship. Still love age gaps though. Participate in one myself. But guess what? Billie Eilish. Who's 20 years old. Is now dating. A 31-year-old. No! 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 Add to the ads to the no, no, no. No, 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 no. No, no. Why, Billy? This, I was so worried for her when I was making that segment the other day, too. I was like, who's who's a young star that just needs to stay away from older men? I was like, Billie Eilish. Of course. I could see her falling for that. Billie Eilish seems like a masochist. She was like, I want to be fucked over in our relationship. Maybe she listened to the episode and she was like, hmm, what 31-year-old do I know that I can get in a relationship with? So she is now dating. He's famous too. The Neighborhoods, I think that's a band. Yeah, The Neighborhoods, Jesse Rutherford. I, I, I don't know what position he plays in the band. But she is dating him. He's cute. I'll give him that. He doesn't look like a straight 30-year-old man, if you know what I'm saying. Straight guys just do not take care of themselves as much as gay guys do. So gay guys, it's crazy how good gay guys at 30 look and how bad straight guys at 30 look. But I digress. They were seen out at multiple places over the weekend, multiple occasions at Halloween Horror Nights, and at a dinner together, cuddling up. They had pasta and other dishes, and during the dinner, Billy touched the back of Jesse's head for a long time. Ooh. And he kissed her on the cheek. Ooh. And they kissed on the lips. Mm. Billy in public? You, you, you nasty girl. Damn. I wouldn't do that in public with anyone. Well, one, because I'd be scared of getting hate crimed and shot. But good for Billy. Do you want to know the gag? Though the gag of this whole thing is that this man has known Billy since she was 15. Mm-hmm. How old does that make him at the time? 25 to 26? They met back then at least. Billy was a fan apparently and she like took a photo with him. Billy was putting out like ocean eyes at that time too so maybe they were like friends. It's just weird. It just makes the whole thing more creepy. Someone played 29 by Demi Lovato. Thought it was a teenage dream, just a fantasy, but it was yours. It wasn't mine. 17, 29. Anyway, good luck, Billy. I hope that man doesn't abuse his power and it doesn't get dark. I could see him manip- I could see him manipulating her just because she has so much that he could want to use her for. You know what I mean? Them both being musicians, how this could change his career. Hopefully he likes her, not just how she looks on him. 
Billy's all too well 10 minute version is coming. <laughs> That'd be a win for us, but a lose for her. So Billy, good luck, girl. As I said, age gaps can be healthy if they both play it right. So let's hope they do. I wonder how Phineas handles her dating. Like, I feel like he'd be like, oh, like, very chill about it. I I don't know, girl. Guess we'll see. So last update I want to talk about is the Stockton serial killer that we talked about in an episode, I believe, last week or two weeks ago. So basically, this is a man who has been stalking the California town of Stockton and literally just shooting people who are by themselves at night, walking around outside, maybe coming from a hookup or a sneaky link or just taking a walk at night. He is finding people who are alone and shooting them cold-bloodedly, driving by, walking by. He'll like follow them on foot for a little bit, shoot them, leave their body there. Doesn't even seem fun. Does He's not even doing the serial killer stuff. He's not even being a serial killer well. I'm kidding. That's disgusting. There's no way to do it well. But it just seems like this man has a thirst for murder. He has a thirst for murder. And he's just killing people randomly, which is really fucked up. They really had no lead on this. The Stockton police were basically helpless because this man, there was only one video of him like from his back where he was fully decked down black clothing. Couldn't see a thing. Really scary shit he was almost too good at it and they were worried that they weren't going to find anyone before he committed the next killing but luckily the stockton oh 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 he was only killing latino men and then he tried to kill a black woman who was camping by herself first of all girl why are you camping by yourself you're i'm not gonna say you're asking for it but camping by yourself in the middle of the woods at night you've seen the movies that's how people get murdered anyway He's clearly a fucked up man who has a type that he likes to kill. They arrested a suspect. His name is Wesley Brownlee. He's 43 years old. And this is after weeks of investigation. They couldn't really find a thing. So everyone was just not walking out at night. Some of you guys were telling me that you live there too. And I responded to you and I was like, girl, you better not go outside at night. You better not. And if you do, you better FaceTime me. So I can at least watch you die so we know what happens. So the police said, our surveillance team followed this person while he was driving. We watched his patterns and determined early this morning he was on a mission to kill. He was out hunting. Working off tips from the public, a surveillance team was following Brownlee as he drove around parks and dark places, stopping, looking, and moving again. Oh my God, that is so creepy. That's like all your worst fears about walking at night being true. This man wanted to bring people's worst fear of just having, like, even if you just have to walk to your car at night from where you were, your biggest fear is that someone's just going to come up to you and literally kill you for no reason. That's what I think. That's why I speed walk with a pep in my motherfucking step. I used to be walking around at my college university out so late at night. I Now hearing this story, I can't believe I used to do that. It'd literally be like 4 a.m. and I'd be just walking home from whose ever house I was at every night. So I, this really chills me to the bone. But yeah, all their evidence sounds like him. Apparently, he was wearing a black outfit and he was wearing a COVID-like mask over his face, which is what the black woman who was camping by herself said that she saw him wear before she sh- before he shot her. Um, 
They continued and said he was caught around 2 a.m. at the Winds Slow Way and Village Green Drive, and he was wearing dark clothing with a mask around his neck and armed with a firearm on his waistband. Again, that's how he would kill people. He would just have a single pistol and shoot them and just like walk by to get off on it or something to make his disgusting little murderous dick hard. Um, and then they feel confident that's him. Obviously, they don't have 100% certainty that it was him, but it seems like it was him. But I don't know. With a murderer on the loose, I, I'm going to need some real big assurance before I go walking around and thotting out at night again, okay? I hope they find just fingerprints or something really, really solid to say that they know it's him, but it seems like 90% sure they got the guy. They said, when we face a challenge or threat to the safety of Californians, we stand stronger and we stand together. The citizens of Stockton and California communities can feel comfort in knowing that this suspect is now in custody. Thank God. That's all I have to say. RIP to the people who he, for no reason, murdered just because he is mentally fucked up. And I'm so happy that they have found him. I guess no one is going to get the $125,000 reward for finding him. That's too bad. Because the pot, the cops found him. But good for the police. They did one thing right. And a killer has been brought to justice. Per, I'm still never walking around at night ever again. All right, well, thank you for joining me at Pop Culture Universe at T today. I had the best time chatting with y'all. I hope you had an amazing time as well. Got some cute little life lessons from that. I was really happy that we got so many conclusions from those last few stories that I talked about because sometimes there's just not conclusions for shit for so long. And I'm really happy that things were just put, put to a close. A nice little storybook ending there for a lot of that. Um, so I'm really excited about that. And what... what um. I have my doctor appointment tomorrow, getting my nodes checked. A little nervous about it. I feel like doctors are always so judgmental. That's kind of why I'm nervous. E- even if I just like, like I'm so nice and, you know, I'm like healthy. Like, I don't know why they're, I feel like doctors are just judgy. I hope I don't step on the scale and like he looks at me and like rolls his eyes and I tell him my problems and he's like rolls his eyes again and then gives me some shabby doctor advice. Why am I more scared about just being judged at the doctor than my health? Anyway excited to take care of my health um what else exciting do i have going on this week my mom is throwing like a cute little halloween party for me and my siblings where she just wants to play halloween horror movie trivia i definitely have watched a good amount of horror movies this month to prepare for this so maybe i'll win i've watched too many spooky shit this halloween season i am like paranoid at all times i can't even cook at night with my blinds open anymore because I'm convinced John Wayne Gacy or Chucky the doll or Michael Myers is watching me in my window. Did you guys see that there's a new horror movie called Terrifier 2 that people are like throwing up because it's so nasty? It's like a low budget, just gruesome murder slasher where a clown, a really evil ass looking clown is killing teens in the most brutally bloody scary ways and people are apparently passing out i'm not really sensitive when it comes to blood like that like i can see it it's fine but i'm not gonna go pay a expensive movie ticket in this economy to go watch a clown kill people that is just not my vibe i only watched halloween ends because it was free on peacock 
Halloween Ends was good, though, if you guys haven't seen it. I liked it. I'm not going to spoil how it ends, but it's good. It was better than the last two. So good for Jamie Lee Curtis. She said she wants to do a new Freaky Friday movie, too, with Lizzie Lohan. People are like, is the money running dry, Jamie Lee? Like, what is going on? Why, why, why are you trying to revive all these series? It's like she doesn't know what to do with her life now that one of her franchises is ending. She's like, what now? Well, what? which one of my past films can I just make a franchise? Lizzie Lohan is getting back into acting, though. She's doing a Christmas film this year. It's hard for me to think of her as a cute, a little softy, sweetie pie in a Christmas movie, though. So we'll see how that goes. Lindsay needs to focus on a Mean Girls, too. That's all I'm saying. But yeah, that's what I'm doing this week. I hope you guys have an amazing week this week. Maybe take some time for yourself. Even just a little bit every day. Take a nice bath. Do some meditating. Say some affirmations in the mirror. Do whatever makes you feel the most relaxed, which only you know what that is. Um, But I really encourage it. And remember to... Just take a break. If you're feeling overwhelmed, that is the assignment I'm giving you to just make yourself feel calm and centered and take some time for yourself. So until Friday, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode and I will see you guys next time. Okay, uh, rate this podcast five star now. Go go do that right now. Five star Spotify, Apple Podcasts, screenshot it, post it on your Instagram story, tag me. I'll hit you up. Leave a review. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. It's 2023 and you're still looking for a baseball podcast? What's up, party people? Danny Vietti here from the Wake and Rake podcast. Yes, I know the name of our show, Freaking Rocks. Join World Series champion Will Middlebrooks and I as we banter about the best of the best from Major League Baseball, including power rankings. One of the best players of all time. Headlines. Solidifies a dynasty. And special guests. Reese Hoskins. Stro showed Jose Trevino. Listen and or watch every episode of the Wake and Rake podcast available on all your favorite listening platforms and the all-new Believe Sports channel.